everyone, and welcome to Boca Behind the Scenes, a get-to-know-you podcast where we talk to city staff to get details and information about new programs, events, and projects that are taking place right here in your city. My name is Anne-Marie Van Kasteren, Public Relations Specialist with the City's Communications and Marketing Division, and as always, I am happy to be your host today. Twenty twenty is an election year, and you know what that means. An overabundance of political ads and unfriending everyone on Facebook. <coughs> Just kidding. But what this new election will definitely bring is a brand new, efficient, and effective voting process. In case you missed it, the city of Boca Raton recently partnered with the Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections Office to give residents the opportunity to demo the new voting machines that will be used in the upcoming 2020 elections. The Boca Raton City Clerk Division and the Supervisor of Elections staff hosted an open house at the Spanish River Library to answer attendees' questions and allow them to preview the new machines and practice on the new ballots. The SOE staff also provided visitors with an opportunity to register to vote and information on some of their new programs and how to become a poll worker, which I learned is such a crucial role to have during election time. I was able to really go behind the scenes at the open house to chat with Boca Raton City Clerk Susan Saxton and Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections Wendy Sartori-Link to learn more about all the new updates and equipment that will be used for the upcoming elections, the importance and why to become a poll worker, and what exactly Boca Raton residents will be voting on and where. Let's listen to my conversation with City Clerk Susan Saxton at the open house. So what elections are coming up in 2020? Well, there are three countywide elections, actually statewide, and the first one is the presidential preference primary in March. The second one is the primary election in August, and then, of course, the presidential election in November. For city residents, um, they obviously can vote in all three of them, but the municipal election will be held concurrently with the presidential preference primary in March, and at that time, city electors can choose the mayor Mm -hmm. and the council members in seats A and B. And um, what goes into running an election from the city side? I know it's not an easy task, obviously, (laughs) so what does that look like? So in a a year that it's just a uniform municipal election, um, the first thing that we are in the city clerk's office is the qualifying officer Mm -hmm. for that election. So anybody who wants to run will have to submit qualifying papers to us any election year where there's going to be a mayor or council members chosen. Normally, if we're just doing a standalone election, then we hire poll workers. We also pay the poll workers, Mm -hmm. which actually is the largest amount of money that you spend on an election is the poll workers. Um, We have to have contracts with all the precincts, but we will be using the same precincts as the supervisor of elections office would be. Um, Then we have to also convene a canvassing board for the city that certifies the election at the end and and makes sure that all the results are good. You know, we go around and check the precincts on election day if there are problems. We take the ballots up to the supervisor of elections service center after the election is over. Um, so it's it's a lot to stay on yeah. top of. And um, how many early voting locations does the city of Boca have? 
Um, early voting um, is just when there are countywide elections, like there will be in 2020, mm-hmm. and there's only one location in Boca Raton. But the county has about a dozen or so different locations, and a county resident can vote at any early voting location within the county. So if you happen to be in, you're a Boca resident, and you happen to be in Jupiter one day, and you feel like voting during early voting, you can go in and you can get your Boca Raton ballot printed at an early voting location in Jupiter and vote it at that time. And what is the early voting process? Like, how do you register to you early c- vote? Um, you actually don't have to, quote unquote, register to early vote. You have to register to vote. And okay. as long as you're registered to vote, you can vote early. How many registered voters do we have in the city? Probably a little bit more than 65,000 now. Um, normally, in a standalone election, we will get um, in for, actually, we'll probably get it in March. The supervisor sends out information that says how many people in the city are registered to vote. And what's the usual turnout for past elections? I know with local elections, you know, the number is low, but it's still good. So what is, what is the usual turnout? Um, again, when we're just doing it standalone, not in conjunction with countywide elections, it's between 15 and 18 percent. Um, and that percentage varies depending on how controversial mm-hmm. the vote is. Um, I expect it to be higher during a presidential year, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. In her new position, Supervisor of Elections Wendy Sartori-Link is very excited to introduce all the newest upgrades that will help the efficiency and effectiveness of the voting process. I had the opportunity to witness voters practice on the new machines and equipment during the open house, and the process really did seem to be more straightforward and accurate. But even with the new high-tech machines, Supervisor Sartori-Link said there is still a high demand for poll workers to ensure the election goes as smooth as possible. Let's listen in to my conversation with her during the open house. Tell me a little bit more about these new machines, why they're so beneficial to voters. So they're, we've got a, everything is new, both from our scanners, also our ADA equipment, which is the express vote, mm-hmm. and also our tabulation equipment. So everything that we're doing is new. They have, they are high speed. They also will take digital images of the ballots, which is another safety measure in case anything were to happen. Uh, and then they have the ability to modem directly from the precinct back to our tabulation center. So we'll be able to hopefully get results sooner. And so with all the new equipment and everything, um, is there still a need for poll workers to assist and operate, or are they pretty self-sufficient? Oh, no. We need poll workers more than we've ever needed poll workers because we have some poll workers who might decide that new equipment, maybe they don't want to continue doing it. Also, we're competing with the census this year. So a lot of people who might have otherwise been poll workers are already committed to being census workers. So more than ever, we need poll workers. We've actually increased the pay for our poll workers this year. So uh, we're hoping that we can also draw uh, a new crowd of people that way. And so how many poll workers are you looking for? For each election, it takes us about 4,000 poll workers and election day workers. And so when I say that, sometimes it might be having people that in our uh, as field clerks, manning our phone bank. Mm-hmm. But mostly what we're looking for are poll workers. And we probably need about 30 
800 wow. or to 3,900 poll workers. Wow. Um, and why are they so important? How do they help through the entire election process? We only have about 52 people who work at our office full time. Wow. So when you think about the fact that we take 4,000 to put on an yeah. election, that's the face of our office. Yeah. So on election day, the voters, when they come to vote, they're not going to meet people from our office, most mm-hmm. likely, because we'll be being behind the scenes. And so whether they have a good experience or a bad experience or they feel good about their voting process, mm-hmm. that's all based on the poll worker that they come into contact with. Mm-hmm. So for us, we want to get really good people who are civic-minded, who want to do a good job, who are interested in you know mm-hmm. in voting and that have a really good customer service attitude. And what are their responsibilities? Or I know there's different positions within that, but what are their main responsibilities? So, yeah, we do have a a variety of different positions. So it can be to where they're keeping the lines in control, uh, making sure that when people are in line, are they in the right, helping them. So if they're not in the right precinct or if they're not in the right place, they're not standing in line longer than they have to be. Or they can be inside being checking in. They can be an inspector where they're actually checking people in and giving them their ballot to be able to go vote. They can be an assistant clerk you know, who's helping with address changes and different things like that. The clerk, of course, is in charge of the entire precinct. Usually those people have some experience and have done it before. We have you know, people who are working the scanner. So they're collecting your ballot, making sure your ballot goes in, that there's no problem when you put it in the scanner, yeah. giving out the I voted stickers, which everybody likes. Takes yes. the selfies mm-hmm. with their I voted stickers. So, yeah. So, so we have a variety of different positions depending upon what somebody's looking to do. And I'm guessing, obviously, these poll workers get extensive training on what their position is prior to the election, obviously. They do. So we will, depending upon their position, they could have everybody, if they're a new poll worker, they everybody has to do a one-hour orientation program. If they are a returning pro- poll worker, they don't have to do the orientation program, but they'll have to do the training, position training, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and that can be between two hours and six hours, depending upon the position they're doing. And the pay for those positions is, is accordingly as well. And how do they go about applying to be a poll worker? So if they want to be a poll worker, they can go onto our website, mm-hmm. www.pbcelections.org, or they can call our office. and uh, they can uh, we can assist them with signing up that way as well. So tell me a little bit more about the new Adopt a Precinct program. So that is our opportunity to work with 501c3 organizations or churches or temples or schools Uh, and it can be the group just cannot have taken a position on anything on the ballot so no position on an amendment or a candidate. Assuming they haven't done that, then we'll give them the, uh, what are the logistics that we need for that particular uh, location. Otherwise, they provide, they get their volunteers to come and be poll workers. And since it's their volunteers, they're doing it on behalf of that organization. So instead of paying the poll workers, we will pay that organization what we would have otherwise paid the poll workers. So it gives that organization an opportunity to raise some funds. And I know to the um, vote in honor of a veteran, is that also a new program? It is. Vote in honor of a veteran is a great way for us to honor those who sacrificed for us. Mm -hmm. So we're honoring both uh, veterans and active servicemen and women. And so if they have any connection to Palm Beach County, either they were born, raised here, their family lives here, whether they did or not, living or deceased. And so we're saying send us information, preferably with a picture, but even if you don't, it just tells us a little bit about yourself, which branch of the military you served in, 
and then as much information as they'd like to provide. We get to honor them on our virtual wall of honor, and that'll be on our website. And also we have a scrolling TV at our office. And then when we go to schools or to outreach events, we'll be able to say to somebody, you know, the right to vote isn't something that every country has, and we're so fortunate. And these are the people who sacrificed for you to have that right. So here's a star that has somebody's name. So when you go to vote, please consider voting in honor of this vet. And so we're hoping that it becomes more personal to them. And that when they they go vote, when they get their loved I Voted sticker, it will instead say I voted in honor of a veteran. For more information on everything we covered on this podcast today, please visit pbcelections.org. There you will find information such as how and where to vote, 2020 candidates, how to become a poll worker, and so much more. If you're interested in becoming a paid poll worker, again, you can visit the pbcelections.org website or you can call the poll worker department at 561-656-6200. Remember, it takes over 4,000 poll workers at over 473 locations in the county to run a successful election day. So make a difference, become a poll worker, and help others exercise their right to vote while earning extra money. Lastly, as an FYI, the Spanish River Library is the new location for early voting right here in Boca Raton, so be sure to keep that in mind once election time rolls around. Thank you again so much for tuning in to Boca Behind the Scenes. 